The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. And it's 306 on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. Hope your Friday afternoon is uh, going great. Maybe you're cutting out work a little bit early. <laughs> or maybe you didn't go to work at all. Maybe you didn't go to work at all. Or maybe you're thinking, I really need to get out of work. <laughs> um, we, we were asking you about your biggest screw-up at work. And just a few more texts have come in. So do want to read them before we move on to another topic. Um, this one says, I got a very lucrative job in the oil patch. I went to school for this and got supplementary job-specific training that took a long time. On my first day, we held a, held a safety meeting. At the end of the meeting, we were asked if anyone had anything else to add. I introduced myself and mentioned it was my first day. I said this would be my first time performing my duties in the field. Everyone stopped and looked at me. I was told that is something you say with your inside voice. I was taken <laughs> aside after the meeting and fired. <gasps> Fired. Having to explain it to my wife was the hardest part. Wow. Wow. Really? I'm a trucker. When I first started 26 years ago, one night I was going to haul snow for the city. When I got to the shop, the truck I was using was parked in the shop, not knowing the truck was left in gear. I started it with, without getting in. And stepping on the clutch, the truck started in gear and rolled forward through the bay door at the shop. The boss was not happy. He had just replaced all the doors. I certainly had a few of those situations over the years working for Arnold Brothers Trucking where a lot of trucks in and out of that terminal. And, uh, yeah, we had fences that got run over. We had uh, trailers that were backed into buildings. It happens. I set up a drilling rig on the location drilled a set surface casing, then realized we were on the wrong location, had to rig out, move over a half a kilometer, (laughs) back it all up, move it all over. So thank you, everybody, for texting in this afternoon. Yep, that was a lot of fun. I mentioned, uh, you know, maybe some of you didn't go to work at all. There's a site called Career Builder. Uh Um, It's a site that gives uh, great advice on building your career, and it connects people. Um, you get the idea. It's uh, it's all about uh, further. Kind of like your... a LinkedIn thing or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like that. And, but it's also got you know great articles on. Um, it has surveys about uh, employees and employers. And this is a site I go to from time to time where, and we've had uh, topics from that site before, uh, like what are the benefits that most managers give, that sort of thing. Well, they held a survey. They conducted a survey. And they asked, uh, anonymously, of course, if you've ever phoned in sick when you weren't really sick mm. uh, how many of you did it uh, last year um, and they asked uh, you know managers those individuals who got phone calls from employees what were some of the dumbest excuses that people gave for not going to work so first of all the survey found that 40 percent of employees 40 40 called in sick at least once in the past year when they weren't sick which, by the way, is up 5% from the year before. The most common reason was for a doctor's appointment. Uh, That's what people said the excuse was. so, you know, it's arguable whether or not... some. I know some companies make you bring in a doctor's note if you say that you were at a doctor. Um, The rest of the top five real reasons, these are real reasons, where employees said, no, no, I was legitimately sick. Uh, I just didn't feel like working today. 
I wanted to relax. I wanted to sleep in or I needed to run errands. So honest. Yeah. You know, honest response to the question. Uh, But then they ask, what are the weirdest excuses? And here they are. An employee claimed they swallowed a toothpick at a restaurant. Couldn't speak. A guy couldn't come in because he broke his arm wrestling a female bodybuilder. Sure, it happens. Uh, Someone said, uh, someone, quote, called in fat. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing? Because I would miss every other day. They called in fat because their uniform didn't fit properly. A woman's dog uh, had swallowed her keys Mm. and she was waiting for them to come out. That might might be a few days. That might be a week off work. (laughs) I'm surprised you haven't made that call. I'd be be calling the vet. Uh, Their phone had exploded and hurt their hand, Mm. so they couldn't come in. Um, There was a bear in the yard and they didn't want to leave that house. Uh, One guy claimed he left all his clothing at the laundromat and it was locked. Uh, All his clothing. I don't know how he left the laundromat. Uh, One individual said they couldn't come in because they didn't have enough gas in their Mm. car. That's almost a real thing. Uh, And a woman said that her fake nail fell off and she needed... Come on. She needed an emergency manicure. Cheapers. And the last one, someone called in sick back in August because they were afraid to be out during the solar eclipse. Well, that's almost legitimate as well. Don't look at the sun. It's not, that's not a legitimate excuse. You know, I, I don't think I've ever called in sick because I don't, even when I was sick, because I don't know what to say. And I don't know who to call. You call Sid? I guess. I mean, I would, probably just, yeah, I would probably just me. text you and say, listen, yeah. I'm not feeling well or whatever. Yeah. But it's not like we got to load trucks or cure cancer. I mean... The only consideration here is whether or not you want to come in and spread it to everybody else, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you could knock a station oh, off can, the air. Yeah, it's, there's, you know, we share a lot of uh, microphones, we share a lot of desk space and, and whatnot. And one of the worst part is, you know, years back when my back was really acting up and just couldn't move, you couldn't sit, you couldn't stand, you couldn't walk, you couldn't lay down, like that That back issue was a, was a big mm-hmm. one. Well, I think I told you, but I had a co-host on this very show years ago who just felt the show couldn't go on if she wasn't here. So she came in, uh, but she was really, really ill. And she was right, actually. At the time, I was pretty new to, I was going to say comedy, pretty new to radio, and I didn't know how to run the board. So she was like, that's fine. Like, you do most of the talking, and I'll just hit the buttons, and okay. But she got violently sick. So during the show, and nobody knows... She just took the garbage can and was, was throwing, up. throwing up in the garbage can. Yeah. And I just had to keep talking until she was able to get yeah. back on the radio again. Did there, that for three hours. There was, there was when I was at Global, there was one show before I was going on air that I, I had the, I had the uh, garbage can beside me. I, threw, I was throwing up before I went on air. Managed somehow <laughs> to get through the newscast, like 25 minutes through a newscast. I think at the time it was only a half hour show on the weekend. Um, yeah, but that was a... That was a rough one. I'll bet. There's just some jobs. I mean, how, you know, we have a two person (laughs) show here, so I feel like I could, you know, it's no problem at all if I'm not here. And I mean, oftentimes I'm not here because of work. I just, I don't know, like I say, I just have never phoned in sick from the very first job I ever had at McDonald's. I've just never thought to do it, I guess. Waxman says, I called in sick to watch the Canada US hockey game last Olympics. Bet you weren't the only one, Waxman. <laughs> I called in sick to one employer so much I figured I might as well call in dead, so I did. <laughs> <laughs> 
We had a guy phone in sick because his snake died. Then he called in sick eight days later wanting to take the day off for a funeral. The snake's funeral. For the snake? Huh. Well, I missed... You know what? I didn't call in sick. I Mm -hmm. missed a meeting here uh, a few months back because my dog died. I was just really... And I just came in and told Sid when I got here that I'm really sorry I missed the meeting. Yeah. Jack died. Yeah. The day we had to put down uh, Neil... I uh, I tried to come into work and lasted about uh, an hour, and mm-hmm. it was Mark at that time, Mark Scholes, and he's just like, go home, because I yeah. was just like a blubbering idiot, right? I was really, just such eh? a mess, so, yeah, and that was, uh, that was a tough day. So, so much for an uplifting, fun yeah, Friday. Really, Friday afternoon. <laughs> hey, we have prizes to give away this afternoon, another pair of tickets to uh, the Tenors coming to town, playing the Jube at the end of the month. The jupe, yep, yeah, the jupe. Um, so we'll do that this afternoon, and uh, more of the uh, stories from the big blue file coming up. Okay, one more, just because it was a, uh, a DM uh, on Twitter that I just received. Uh, it says, "Jay, I'm a little late to the party, but I'd start." I started typing before you guys moved on, but here's my embarrassing work story. I was a junior producer at one of the other radio stations in the city, on one of my ta- in the city, and one of my tasks was dubbing religious programming into the computer system in real time. So while that was uploading, I'd work on other projects using the same board. I was recording movie clips for one of the other stations in the building, which had a movie quote contest as part of their afternoon drive. Long story short, I was obtaining clips from the movie Full Metal. Metal jacket. Oh, no. In particular, the drill sergeant scenes. There was some sort of glitch, and lo and behold, the Sunday broadcast of the Lutheran <laughs> Hour featured a special guest rattling off the uh, foulest language in movie history. Ironically, there was only one complaint. I kept my job, but it was the most unsettling thing to ever happen in my career. You know, that reminded me of uh, way back. I would have been a kid in Prince Edward Island. I was still living with my parents. And there was a federal election going on. Mm-hmm. And so every night, do you remember when TV used to go off the air? Yeah, absolutely. So it was on, I think, the CBC, the local CBC. And every night they had a different candidate come on and he would get 10 minutes to sort of pitch the voters on why they should support him. And my brothers made me watch it, mm-hmm. saying that, mm-hmm. you know, you should be invested in this. I wasn't 18 yet. I, w- I wouldn't have been uh, more than 12 or 13. So this guy comes on, and he's running for member of parliament for our riding. And he starts off pretty strong. He, he's doing well with his points. And then he sort of flubs a line. And so he just goes back and repeats it. Which, you know, gets your attention when you're watching TV and you think, oh, that's weird. It's definitely not live. It's definitely not live. So he continues and flubs another line. He goes back. When he flubs the third line, he goes into a rant. Just he loses it and dropping F-bombs and just like saying, you know, if you're going to use a teleprompter, you you know, like he's he's just calling out the Mm -hmm. teleprompter guy. And then he just says, all right, let's just start from the beginning and I'll just do it off the top of my head. <laughs> and so he does it again and nails it, by the way. And then we then it goes off the air. Like, it's just like, hey, that's the end of our broadcast day. And up comes the, you know, music, uh, Oh Canada. That's how they used yeah, to yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. sign off. And then it was done. So we couldn't wait for the next night. I mean, the next night, we yeah. this is the best show ever on TV when you're a teenage boy. Um, and the first thing that comes on is somebody locally going, 
here's what happened last night. <laughs> just, I guess, some editor oh. just put up the wrong, you know, forgot to crop it, whatever, right? It happens. Um, I remember TV going off the air how many times I woke up to those bars and that hum, LOL. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> and someone says, hey, is there still room on your trip to Mexico? And if so, where's a good place to look for info on it and pricing? Yeah, there's still a few spots left for yep. the Mexico trip. Give uh, New West Travel a call. Yeah, New or West just Travel. go to newwesttravel.com. You can yeah. see it online. Phone number's there as well, but they're, they'd be happy to get you called. Mm-hmm. We'd be happy for you to come and join us. So it is Friday, and uh, uh, as we often do on Friday, we pull stories out of the big blue folder, uh, stories that we didn't get to or we didn't think had the legs to take us through a segment. So here's a weird one. Uh, there's a guy, and I'm I'm not, I don't think it was in Florida. <laughs> there was a guy, I think it was in Australia, Australia. actually. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Australia. Uh, so a guy in Australia pulls up to the McDonald's drive-thru. And, you know, even in Australia, breakfast is, uh, is not necessarily all day long. So he originally, he pulls up and he orders um, chicken McNuggets. And they tell him they're only serving breakfast at this time. So, okay, so he then orders 200 hash browns, um, and, the, you know, 200 hash browns. This is 5 a.m. Yep. last Saturday. So they tell, well, that's going to take quite a while. He's like, oh, wait. So they get to thinking the only person who would ever at 5 a.m. order 200 hash browns has got to be an uh, intoxicated driver. So they phoned the police. Um, and, by the way, they argued. He was irate um, when he couldn't get them right away. Um, but anyway, so yeah, police mm. arrived and his blood alcohol level was more than three times the legal limit, uh, charged with DUI okay. in the drive through at McDonald's. You can only imagine how many drunk drivers drive through people see every night, you know, why don't police just park outside of a drive through at three in the morning? Wouldn't you be doing a heck of a business? Because you remember the days in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, when everyone went across the uh, bridge to Sioux Mish. Yeah. They would routinely sue police. Park. Oh, park right on the other side. Yeah, of the, park um, on the other side so that border, when you were yeah. coming back from the bars, you'd go through customs. And hopefully and then... you were smart enough to have one person exactly. you know, sober driving. But, you know, yep. 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, before people really started to say, okay, we can't do this. Oh, exactly. It's happening all the time. It was happening all the time. I suspect it kind of is happening quite a bit uh, still today. But you're right. I think it's better. Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope so. I got thinking about that today, though, right? Because one of the stories that we didn't get to this week, and maybe we will, was Andrew Knack saying that we should take a look at um, driverless buses mm-hmm. instead of LRT moving forward because with all the technology that's coming down on driverless cars, right? And we didn't get to that story this week. Um, but I got thinking about driverless cars, and I got thinking about distracted drivers, mm-hmm. as we've often talked about, now impaired drivers. And I got to thinking, would there be a market at all for a driverless vehicle if we would all just smarten up and drive properly, right? I mean, when you think about it, it's like they developed a product to compensate for the fact that we cannot well, why do, why, do a simple Why do we task. need a dri- driverless? Why were they made in the first place? I don't know, and that's what I mean. Like, that's what I got to thinking about. Yeah. It was just on the way to work, and I got to thinking about, well, where did the demand, because most innovation comes out of a demand, right? So there's something that, you know, a product or a service that doesn't yeah. exist, and so somebody goes, we should develop this, and there'll be a market for it. And I'm wondering if that isn't the basis of developing driverless cars, is that somewhere somebody went, you know what? Nobody knows how to drive anymore. <laughs> like, what if the car drives itself? 
And you know, all I wanted to do about this story yeah. was go back and talk about hash browns, the McDonald's <laughs> hash browns. <laughs> Nothing wrong really, with that. The McDonald's hash browns, when they're like right out of the, yeah, yeah. you know, they're hot, just like the fries. They're some of the best things on the planet. I don't like their hash browns. I don't oh, like any do. hash browns. You don't like hash browns? I do not. You don't like tater tots? I do not. And, and what you know is what? wrong with you, no, man? No, no, there's nothing wrong with me. Tater yes, tots, hash is. browns, um, oh little cute gosh. potatoes, all that stuff is just designed to make your plate look fuller at mm. restaurants. Because really all you want is the bacon and the eggs, right? Oh, no, I want the tater tots. Really? Uh-huh. So you're the person who Or the potatoes, them. yeah. Absolutely. Potatoes oh, at breakfast? They're just oh, filling and... Fried potatoes? Really? Baked potatoes? I would much rather potatoes, more eggs. Potato wedges? No, come on. And hash browns with their, like, not the McDonald's hash browns, because they come in a single piece, but those stringy hash those, browns Yeah, I'm not a fan of the stringy hash browns. They're just decoration. Oh, no, no. You got to like, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually disappointed in you, because I know you like your potatoes. And if I you like french how, fries. How can you not like potatoes at breakfast? I don't know. I like chocolate, but I don't put it on a pizza. I mean, there's there's things well, I like. I know, in, but they're you know, but the potatoes go well with breakfast. No, they just fill you up. I want eggs with cheese in it. I want bacon that's crispy. Crispy has and to be crispy. I, and I'll take a side, of, you know, a couple of slices of real ham and maybe a sausage mm. or two, right? But the uh, all I ever do is shift those potatoes around the plate. Depends on the potatoes. Mm. Some of the potatoes are good if they have to be cooked properly. If they're yeah. fried potatoes, they're good tater tots, crispy tater tots. Oh my gosh! See, that's You're not even making me hungry. That's you dip a little... them in some HP sauce. Oh, do you put HP sauce? No. What do you put on your on your breakfast? Do you use ketchup? No, I do trust the chef no? to have whatever. prepared it yeah. the way I yeah, want whatever. it. Whatever. Yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> put HP sauce. Mm. Well, you're doing it wrong. HP sauce is amazing stuff. Okay. Have you ever had it? Yeah, of course. Okay. On steak, where it was designed. No, it's to be good used. on everything. Okay. Hi, Dell. Hey. You have 30 seconds to tell me where the uh, self-driving cars came from. DARPA. Military started about 20 years ago an autonomous military vehicle program that uh, different universities and companies were challenging on. But then they went, well, what can we do with this once we develop it? And the companies went, hey, how about self-driving vehicles? Mm. There's a lot of innovations that have come as a result of something like Mm -hmm. that. I think cell phone actually falls in that category. I remember reading an article about that. So does uh, the internet. The internet as well. Yeah, exactly. In fact, the internet was developed because they were they discovered that if you nuked certain targets in the United States, that you could shut down the entire military communication grid, and you couldn't order your missiles to launch. So DARPA came out and started working on some system to uh, communicate between the silos. That's where the internet came from. Okay, Dell. More more importantly, do you like do you like a potato with your breakfast? Hash brown? Uh, yeah. Hash brown? <laughs> Fried potatoes? Fried potatoes. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Daily Dale, one for Dale. Ketchup? HP sauce? A uh, little bit of ketchup. No HP. Too, okay. too spicy. It's too spicy. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Dale. Have a great weekend. You too. Okay, Bye. it's uh, 327. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Three thirty-nine. I hope your Friday is treating you well. Maybe heading home already. We'll travel. We'll uh, check your chopper traffic just after four o'clock. There you go. Where would you like to go now? I can uh, pull another story out of my big blue folder. Uh, if you like. yeah.
one. Yeah. I thought this was interesting because I do it all the time. Okay. All the time. I will admit. So you know when you're on the plane yeah. and they say all of your all of your mobile devices should now be off. Please make sure your mobile devices are put in airplane mode. No, I'm still texting. I'm still texting. I'm still texting. Probably so, until you, we get about 20,000 feet. Really? So, yeah. Now, apparently, and I don't have the story in front of me, but I did read it today. 14% <laughs> of you say they haven't turned on airplane mode, waiting, or waited during the flight until they hit a spot with cell service and set a text in midair. Huh. Because you you got to be careful with that because you can get charged for roaming depending on which tower picks it up, right? I've, I've had that happen to me on a ferry where I got charged for a long distance something or other because it picked up, it was the ferry to Vancouver Island, it picked up like a Washington tower or something. And I, I argued well, I'm not it. playing video games on it. No, I'm no, for sure. Here's the thing, though. Airlines have sort of, I don't understand why Wi-Fi is not free on it on an airline, but then what is free these days on an airline, right? Nothing. Pillows are uh, two bucks. Um, but the thing is, uh, United for sure, Delta for sure, I think WestJet for sure, and I'm not sure about Air Canada, if you, these days you don't, uh, you watch movies on your tablet or mm -hmm. device, so you have to sort of hook into their system, and you can only do that if your phone or t uh, tablet is turned to airplane mode. So they've found a way to force passengers to do it, but I'll admit I do it too. I, I sit there texting throughout until, the flight until it yeah oh, and then yeah. then when we land they all go through. they all go through right but the i'm just doing work on my phone the last flight i took from edmonton to calgary I, th I was able to text the entire way through and as a matter of fact the two um airline uh, attendants flight attendants were sitting in the back row uh, one ahead of me and they were on their phone their entire time too no way they really oh that's not good so i'm like okay well if they're doing i'm just gonna you know but i just i don't know if we just never got high enough where it stopped, but I was able to text through the whole thing. Do you know, it's one of those situations where obviously the technology exists. I mean, first of all, there's the argument. That like, there's... what is it? Is it going to bring down the plane right, exactly. get a text message? The, the argument being that... So you why know, it, can't we do it? Because they say it interferes with navigational equipment or has okay. the potential to, to interfere. But again, the counter argument to that is if that were true, wouldn't planes be dropping out of the sky all over the place because obviously every you know there's a certain percentage on every yeah. flight that are doing it but it's, and there are airlines that have wi-fi that oh, you absolutely. can send stuff out you can send and receive text messages See, my my problem with the wi-fi on airplanes is the subjectivity with which they provide the mm. the wi-fi and i find that uh, distasteful honestly now for example um on a flight the oilers are playing right? I can watch the Oilers through the NHL app, mm -hmm. or I can watch the oil, listen to the Oilers through the uh, Radio Canada app, or I have a device at home that can turn on my TV and broadcast the game off my TV yep. to my phone or tablet. All three of those things have been prevented from working on airplanes where they won't allow you to stream. And since that's what you're doing, you're streaming. And their argument is, well, if everybody starts streaming, we, you know, then we won't have enough bandwidth for everybody on the airplane to enjoy the Wi-Fi. But I find that really hard to believe because you go to a cafeteria at the U of A, how yeah. many of those students yeah. are all streaming at the same time, right? That The technology has to exist. My thinking is that they don't want you being able to stream because they would prefer that you bought their service, you watch their movies or their television shows or whatever. So it's a, they're monetizing the Wi-Fi, obviously. But I feel like I should pay one price for Wi-Fi and then be able to use Wi-Fi, right? But airlines 
They don't like that. Because mm-hmm. everybody's got to make a buck. Brad says your phone is transmitting and receiving all the time, even if you're not doing anything. It's called handshaking. Someone says it overloads cell towers. Jeff says no plane has ever had an accident because of a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know of a story that involves an airplane having any kind of issue as a result of cell phones. Someone says airplane internet is satellite-based, which is garbage. Yes, they did. well, it is definitely satellite-based. Yeah, I don't know. They, I, I, I was losing it one day because I knew the Oilers game was on. And I knew it was going to be a good game. And I get and it, to watch... And it wasn't on the TV, the back of the TV? No. Back of the chair TV? Like some airlines, I can't remember what airline it was on. Some airlines have certain channels, but usually it's limited to six or seven channels, right? So there'll be a sports channel, a news channel, a comedy channel, like that kind of thing. Uh, but I went to the sports channel, and it's playing high school basketball, U.S. high school basketball. I'm like, are you kidding me? You, there's an Oilers game on, right? And then we lost even that channel. Depending on which state it is and which team probably has a heck of a lot more viewers. Probably does. <laughs> I get that. But if you're not going to provide the service to me and I have the ability to find it, mm-hmm. allow me to use your yeah. Wi-Fi for that reason, yeah. right? Uh, airlines. What are you going to do? Can't travel with your therapy pig. <laughs> we did that story, didn't we? I know we did the therapy pig. That was story crazy. People on airlines, there's something about airlines, and maybe it's the fact that there's a lot of people who don't like to fly or whatever. Because we're trapped waiting for hours for things. But at the end of it all, yeah. airplane travel like is, is, is still just blows my mind every day. The fact that it's even that it's there. Every thing. time I see a, ma- a, a plane take off, it's like, wow, that is so cool. It's funny you say that because I think about that all the time. Yeah. When you see the size of these aircraft, you think, like, man. How does that happen? And then you remember back to that film you saw when you were a kid of the Wright brothers trying to get a plane to go. Do you remember, there's always, there's a a film that's been out there forever, obviously in black and white and real grainy, of like 20 attempts to fly. And there's that one that everyone always remembers that had four wings stacked uh, on each other and they just collapsed as they were going down the runway or whatever. So yeah, I find it amazing that with the weight of the aircraft, the size of it, uh, the number of people on it that it how many are taking off and in yeah, the air around the world it's that it, still that it's just able to even lift to off right it's a big wowzer hey uh speaking of uh watching old tv and learning things how about this do you want to take a break first sure okay let's take a break and i've got another one for you Of us anytime at 630-630. That's the text line. The phone number is 496-0063. It's Jaylen Andrew, the 630 Chet Afternoon News, the Friday edition. A full edition, uh-huh. all the way to six what? o'clock before we hand over the Come reins. On. Yeah, to Inside Sports and Reed Wilkins. So as a kid, I remember watching Jacques Cousteau mm. uh, documentaries and, you know, most fascinating guy ever. Long before there was the most interesting man in the world, there was Jacques Cousteau, and he would have been in the running for sure. And one of the things that I remember even as a child seeing Jacques Cousteau tell us was that under the circumstance where a shark is attacking you, simply punch him in the nose. Now, Every time I've been in a pool and tried to swing my arm, I've discovered that there's a, quite a bit, a bit of resistance from water. So I don't know how anybody actually punches a shark in the nose. Well, I, I, it maybe it just kind of depends on, you know, where it's attacking. Maybe its nose is coming up out of the water. Maybe it's not like you're not 20 feet under the water. Exactly. Like the case of this gentleman, Charlie Fry, a 25-year-old yeah. doctor from Australia who was what... Um, 
He was just down there. He'd surfing. only been he was surfing. He'd only been down there for a couple of months, but had watched a survival thing from yep. some other shark expert. That's right. And the shark expert said, "Yeah, if uh, if you ever get attacked by a shark, punch it in the nose." So guess what happens? <laughs> it just went for my sort of shoulder. Got a big thud. And then I, I turned to the right and I saw a shark's head come out of the water with its teeth and I just punched it in the face and then got back on my board, shouted at my friends who were there um, and then managed to catch a wave in. Uh, so yeah, it was a bit of a close call. A hand grabbing me, like shaking me. Um, and then it was just a pure adrenaline. Like it was just like, I genuinely thought I was going to die. So it's like you're you know, you're about to be eaten alive by a shark. The mouth was, in one bite, doing that up to there. Um, but in terms of the size, I would probably put it at, I don't know, five, six foot, maybe, maybe a bit less. It's, it's one of those things where you worry when they find it, it's gonna be like this big, um, and it ruins your story. But I, I, I got the impression it was big. It felt big to me, and like, the head felt really big. We saw the YouTube clip of Mick Fanning, uh, Mick Fanning sorry, saying that he uh, punched it in the nose. So when it happened, I was like, just, just do what Mick did, just punch it in the nose. So <laughs> Mick, if, you, if, you're, if you're watching or listening, uh, I owe you a beer. Do what Mick did. <laughs> Punch it in the nose. Punch it in the nose. And you know what? Just for an added uh, bit of measurement. Now, I'm not a marine biologist or anything. I'm certainly no expert on uh, what's out there in the sea. But I'll add, uh, after you punch it in the nose, maybe rub its belly. Um, pat it on the head. Doesn't it seem... No, you punch it in the nose and get the heck just out. Just boom! He punches a shark in the mm -hmm. nose. And by the way, you would think, wouldn't you, that after surfing in a new area... Being bumped off your board by a shark, surviving only through an instinctive throw of the fist to his face, that you would never go back in the water again. But uh, no, he's like, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to going back out again. Really? It's, you know, I think it's probably those odds. If you look at the odds of, you know, being struck by lightning, winning the lottery, um, surviving a shark attack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's probably a... It's probably pretty good. I guess that is the advice, right? Don't don't even try and like win it over as a friend. Just punch it in the face. Oh yeah, you know, at that time, it's not like you're going to to calm it. Right. It's not like you can. Who's a good shark? Who's a good shark? Who's a good a little you rub are. behind the little gills? Yeah, come oh, on, come on, you like. Or that. try and talk him into it because I've always thought you know horror movies when tickle tickle tickle. <laughs> right. You know horror movies when they're you're running from the house, you and yes. your friend, right, and you can't get the key in the door, or you can't, you know, whatever, you can't get the car to start. Like there's this certain yeah. panic. I've never understood why the go-to move isn't to push your friend over. <laughs> like, listen, there's That's no point in boasting. Nice. Why should both of us? Well, die? it's just again, it's the entire. You've got to gauge at who can run faster. Yeah, exactly. Who's running the fast? If they're, yeah, you can make. Oh. Sharks are something. Eh? They they have that tendency to bump their prey before they attack. Slow ahead. I can go slow ahead. Come on down and chump some addition. You're gonna need a bigger boat. That's a 25. 25. Three tons on. 25. Three tons. I've not seen that movie. You haven't seen Jaws? No, I have not seen Jaws. What about the 32 sequels? Have you seen any nope, of those? No. None of them. Really only worth watching the first one. Yes. Hmm. I just know that line. We're going to need a bigger boat. boat.
Such a good movie. He's throwing the chum overboard, and then he sees it go by. You know, unfortunately, it's one of those movies, a great movie, uh, sensation, uh, you know, when it first came out in the box office, and people had a real interest in sharks mm-hmm. as a result of that, right? Uh, but it has not really it has not really survived the test of time. It hasn't aged well? It has not. It's just a These sort of... Botox? Yeah, yeah. Like, I watched it not too long ago, because we were doing a parody of it as a camping video, yeah. so I wanted to watch the original. And it's hard to get past the sort of 70s garb and the, you know. Uh, yeah, you take that for what it is. I think the, one of the challenges is that we are so accustomed now to incredible special effects. Exactly. And... Yes. And this, though, at the time was, was way ahead prob- of its yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. But now you could probably see the pulleys, right? So <laughs> For sure. But it, it's funny because I know you've not seen it, but there's, a, and I don't want to spoil it for you. I yeah, think it's you've, all good. I'll all right, I think you've got it. the idea. But there's a point at which, at the beginning of the movie, I believe, the first victim actually doesn't, is a girl who's swimming. Mm-hmm. They're at a beach party. She didn't punch it in the nose. There's, no. She goes off swimming, gets attacked, but her body is not discovered oh. right away. The boyfriend passes out, wakes up, doesn't know where she's gone, right? So at some point, her body turns up, but she's been the victim of a shark attack, right? And like I say, it has not really stood the test of time because in comes the sheriff and, uh, you know, what's his name? Dreyfus comes in as the biologist and the, and the doctor's there who's not a big city doctor. He's, you know, a small vacation spot doctor. And then there's the mayor and I think, I'm, I think I'm getting this right. And they're all in the room, in the autopsy room, which is probably a makeshift waiting room or something, because I'm sure they don't have an autopsy room in whatever the town is. And all that's left of her is basically an arm. So you're looking at a couple of pieces on the table, uh, like an arm, a leg, I can't remember, and maybe an organ or something. And... The first time I saw the movie, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. The, the last time I saw it, though, one of them says, I think Dreyfus goes, well, this was not a boating accident. <laughs> and I howled. Like, I just like, no, really? Richard Dreyfus, really? What degree do you have to be able to conclude that having nothing but an arm and a kidney left, it, it just, it's hokey. That's what I'm saying. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.